Oh, I didn't know. No. He, I didn't know. I wanted to make sure he did a press like stop as a joke and then we no, actually no. not record it. <laughs> that would be. Uh, that suck. Uh, I think I know one of my favorite podcasts has at least one or two lost episodes because they didn't record. Lost media, Cameron. <laughs> First episode of the year, lost media. Hey, we need to pay our podcast bill. Okay. Yes, I, it should pay automatically. Oh, okay. I think I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Play our podcast, Bill. <laughs> That's really funny. They're gonna turn the lights off on us. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna stop letting us cast this. The whole thing will shut down. Right, the lights will go out. <laughs> the The recording device will go away. Athena will not pay attention well that's normal but <laughs> she'll riot she, she's gonna go uh, unionize oh no we can't afford that <laughs> what would we do if we figure if we got a significant way through the pod or after the pod and we figured out we didn't record would we just like do a five minute version just sum it up really fast i feel like we'd have to come back to it another day yeah <laughs> i feel like we would i feel like we'd be upset i don't know if i could bring myself to talk about monarch i was a just gonna time. say it's gonna depend on what we're talking about if it was if it happened during this stint we would probably not we could just do news in me minute <laughs> any update on monarch it still sucks it's still going <laughs> walking in a winter monster land run away it's godzilla well, it's Wednesday night, and Cameron and Rachel are hanging out yet again, which must mean that it's Starformers Zillimation Night. <laughs> Welcome to Rebels and Robots and, and RAR uh, and Rotoscoping, episode 45, first episode of the new, new year. Welcome to 2024, Rachel. I'm Cameron. I'm Rachel. <laughs> uh, this is our weekly chat about Star Wars and... Transformers. And... Godzilla. And animation. animation and whatever else we want to talk about. New year, no new jokes. <laughs> We're just rolling along just because the challenge, the calendar, I would say the, the challenger. Challenger. <laughs> <laughs> That's relevant to something later. Uh, but just because the calendar has changed does not mean this podcast is uh, going to get better all of a sudden. You can insult our four listeners. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, speaking of listeners, I'm looking at the our uh, analytics from uh, Spotify right now, and episode. See, we're on 45. So episode 40, 41, two and three have zero listens, but for some reason, episode forty four has two streams, which is the second part of the boy in the heron episode. So that means this person. Ellie's attempted to listen to the second half of our Boy in the Heron review, uh, unless that person maybe listened Look, to it on a different platform. She's in a recording booth. <laughs> she's just in a box crouching, uh, and her is uh, our 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 editor. our editor, of course, uh, Athena Gremlin. Yes, uh, Shin Athena, as we Shin named her last Athena. time today. Well, today we're going to be talking about episode seven, eight, and nine of Monarch, and we're which, still going to get fifteen minutes uh -huh, to talk. About yeah, it. Uh, and oh. uh, but before we do that, as always, we talk about recent thoughts and news. Rachel, what kind of news you got for us this week? Um, well, the first thing I want to talk about is we got some killer gifts from our friend Megan. Oh yes. Now we can't show them to you because this is an auditory experience. <laughs> um, well, we could. You could listen to it. Do you, do you want to grab it? And see if you can make it make noise. I didn't see where it was, and I thought you were pointing to my lunchbox, and I was like... That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. oh, so, so, yeah, fan of the show, Megan, made us more fan art, but this was physically given to us. Uh, it ASMR. is 
how I don't know how to actually accurately describe this. How would you describe this? So what this is is it's a book and you read. Oh, okay, I know what a book so, is, Rachel. <laughs> what Megan has done, and this is probably something you have seen online. Um, you fold um, pages in a book symmetrically in order to create a, um, a symbol out of the pages that remain. Yeah. Like at the length, and so you put them in between your other books. So when they squish together, yeah, they have a shape. Megan made four. Bless her. Yeah. Uh, so she made the Decepticon and Autobot, Autobot logo symbols. and the Rebellion and the Empire. I am just now realizing it's also on the top and bottom. Oh my gosh, I didn't notice that either. So what it what Holy I thought it only was crap. is so imagine a book and you have the spine and on the opposite side you have the the pages facing out and I she's folded no- it so that when you close the book, the book doesn't close all the way and the book pages have been folded in such a way that they resemble this image but they also resemble the image on the top and bottom as well that is a crazy amount of work i had no i don't even know how that's possible megan's a freaking wizard dude she is uh so uh uh, rachel took the bad guys and i took the good guys (laughs) you know he's he's gotta do it he's gotta do it we were like which ones do we want to split up and i was like "Hmm." (laughs) so even more work than I had uh, yeah, previously I didn't know that imagined. Live reaction! Neither of us <laughs> figured that out until just now. Because I have the other one on a bookshelf. Uh-huh. Nice. So. How's it looking over there? It's looking very empirical. It, it looks really cool. Yeah, it's, you do have to put it, you ha- do have to put it somewhere yeah. where it gets squished, <laughs> squished together. Otherwise, you have a very wide Autobot yeah. logo. <laughs> it looks really funny. Wide man. is a thick man. Um, so for me, um, I have, so I'm a big college football fan. And oh. if you know, uh, Jan- early January is big time for college football because you have the, the major bowl games and the national championship. Well, I've got two pieces of Star Wars content, surprisingly, that came out of that. One is, oh, here, let me bring it up on my phone because it's an image I'm going to show you. Um, during the, a game, so a random game including uh, the uh, University of Mississippi, which is referred to as Ole Miss for some reason. Um, I'm not really paying attention to the game. The game wasn't that interesting. I just kind of had it on in the background. And I look over, and on the television screen, I see this. (laughs) It's an image of the quarterback for Ole Miss, and next to him is an image of Anakin Skywalker. And they're, they're saying that he looks like Anakin Skywalker because of his long hair. Oh, that's about it. He doesn't really look like Hayden Christensen very but you much. Went, oh, this is some content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I ran over and took a photo of my television screen. Uh, my other bit is this last Monday uh, was the national championship for college football, and the game is getting close to starting. And there's like, there's like you know, as a lot of sports do, there's like a montage, like a hype up montage before the game starts, and. It has like kind of this like NASA theme to it that they're like launching a rocket ship and like cutting back and forth between that like coaches and football. Cringe. Anyways, <laughs> it gets to the end. It suddenly it cut and then I'm not really paying it. There's like there's some orchestral music in the background. I'm not really paying attention to it. It's not. It's just kind of there. It cuts to the person composing or orchestrating the song and it's none other than John Williams. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and I rewind back to the beginning of the thing and the theme song for this national championship was composed by john williams oh my gosh. it was very shocking didn't he retire uh i guess not Maybe just unless he Wars. unless it's been used before i don't normally watch the beginning of football games this was a rare occurrence for me um so he may have created it a long time ago but um 
So yeah, so that surprised John Williams at a college football game of, of all, or a broadcast at least. Phenomenal. Uh, what else you got, Rachel? Did you see what Luke post? Or not? Sorry, <laughs> I read someone's username. Um, did you see what Star Wars posted yesterday on social media? So I've got two things they posted. I think you're talking about announcement of a new movie. Yeah. Yes, out of absolutely nowhere. Yes. So I'm gonna read the article because it does a better job. Um, the Mandalorian and Grogu are embarking on a new adventure uh-huh. to the movie theaters. Directed by John Favreau and produced by Favreau, Kathleen Kennedy, and Dave Filoni, italics. The Mandalorian and Grogu, and italics, will go into production in 2024. Quote, I have loved telling stories set in the rich world that George Lucas created, said Favreau. The prospect of bringing the Mandalorian and his apprentice Grogu to the big screen is extremely challenging. Continuing, John, er, end quote, new quote, John Favreau and Dave Filoni have ushered into Star Wars two new and beloved characters, and this new story is a perfect fit for the big screen, added Kathleen Kennedy, president of Lucasfilm. Continues on, the Mandalorian will lead... The Mandalorian and Grogu, which is the working title for now, mm-hmm. which I hate, but <laughs> will lead Lucasfilm's ongoing feature development slate, including films helmed by Charmin Obeid Charmin Obeid Chinoy, which is um, the Ray movie, ah. James Mangold, which is um, the Jedi D- Dawn of the Jedi, Jedi. and mm-hmm. Dave Filoni, heir to the Empire, who is also developing Ahsoka season two. Yeah, among those in the works. So out of nowhere, <laughs> Star Wars has just dropped. A fourth movie. Yep. And announced Ahsoka season two. Yeah. Um, you know, I, Lucasfilm treats announcing movies like, I don't even know Candy. what to compare it to. Like popping little candies. Like, they don't even count. Just do take another one. Just, just announce another movie. It doesn't even count. Um, just... <laughs> it. It, this could be a sign that Disney's finally realizing that People putting movies. all of your eggs in the Dis- in the Disney Plus basket is a bad move, True. and they need to reinvest in the theatrical experience. Uh, because another thing that's kind of similar and that might point to that is they're also re-releasing the last three or four Pixar films in theaters that the ones that didn't get released in theaters. Yep. Uh, the jazz. I just almost called it jazz. That's not what it's called. The what? Uh, soul. Uh, oh, yeah. Soul, Luca, and Red. Oh, Staying, Turning Red. Turning Red, yes. Um, oh, that's a cute film. They're re-releasing those in theaters because they were released in the COVID era and were... They some, didn't make enough money. Yeah, you know, they, they were released on Disney Plus for yeah. no additional charge the day they were released in theaters. Um, and so they never really had a chance to be successful in theaters and obviously re-releases are rarely ever going to rake in the money other than something like avatar but um this shows that they are realizing the money is in the theater not streaming not anymore at least not because of the oversaturation so that might be why they want to make a specific mandalorian film which now i'm curious because there's been a lot of talk of dave filoni's movie Mm -hmm. working title heir to the empire i don't know if that's the actual working title that's what everyone's calling it because that's yeah um, is going to be the culmination of a lot of all the stuff it, that has been happening right now. Um, the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, all of this stuff has been building up to that culmination. So I'm curious if they've gone, okay, so maybe we want to do a movie instead of another season that would be shorter. And maybe it's a pre, like a slight prequel 
to what will happen in um, the, the 6.5 or maybe they've decided to make Air of the Empire its own thing and not put Mandalorian, Mando that and force the Mandalorian it. in there. Yeah. That would probably be the best case scenario. I agree. I That's what my thought, because, well, I guess there's also the aspect of, because if that happens, you get the question of, well, where were Mando and Grogu during the First Order? Now, the other direction could be they've decided not to make Heir of the Empire a movie. Because the, True. the one thing I would go off of is that would be making a movie that's a continuation of a streaming show. The most recent thing similar to that is The Marvels, which was carrying over of the three characters in that sh- that that Marvel movie, two were purely streaming mm-hmm. Disney Plus original show characters, not from the movies. There's probably a lot of reasons the Marvels bombed, but I think the fact that two of your three main characters were not film original characters, had not been in a movie yet, mm-hmm. I think contributed to that. Um, so I think regardless of right or wrong, I think Disney might be very uh, hesitant at this time to Pump take streaming shows. characters and make them the stars of a movie. Right, because they might be seeing what's happening, how a lot, maybe a lot of people are feeling with Marvel. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot about Marvel o- overload. You know, people are like, another mm-hmm. show. Sure, yeah. Um, the other thing, so now we have a confirmation that Ahsoka season two will happen. They just yes, dropped that. Yeah, I just now saw that right before we started recording because i was kind of like okay new movie ahsoka <laughs> well um did you see what they posted today about that maybe they uh they posted some very <gasps> yes, rough concept i did art. i saw it. it was cute um it's just a very rough sketch of what ahsoka is a, seemingly sabine and ahsoka standing on the uh big pointer finger of the father is that yeah. uh this kind of it's so pointy yeah like that could be leonardo caprio's hand for all we know like that is it's hop, 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 tip, tip. uh leonardo DiCaprio. do you know what i saw when i turned on apple tv today leonardo DiCaprio. killers of the flower moon is on apple tv yeah because it was made by apple yeah, it was produced by Apple. Apple is more dedicated to putting their movies in theaters than Netflix is, but they really want... They pretty much realize you invest a bunch of money in a famous director like Martin Scorsese. You let You put it in theaters, and then you own the rights to that movie forever. So as long as Apple Plus exists, which if Apple ends up buying Disney, like a lot of people have theorized for a few years... Oh my gosh. Uh, theorized kind of makes it sound silly when you're talking about like reality rather than but people have, have people have been hypothesizing or or predicting that D- apple will buy disney at some point in which case i would assume apple plus ceases to exist <laughs> you would think oh, man. <laughs> but um uh so that's that's all the news i have Do you have any other news um yeah i've got a couple things um i don't know if you watched it but i looked up the results so the golden globes yes i actually did watch the last like 30 minutes okay so i just i was going to talk some of the things that won awards are things we've talked about on the podcast yeah. so i wanted to talk about yes. them. so um we've talked about barbie you know for that one fun episode <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. barbie got cinematic and box off achievement box office achievement and then the song what was i made for got best original yes. song mm-hmm. oppenheimer of course Swept. it got best <laughs> Yes, got dra- Best Drama, Best Actor for Cillian Murphy, Best Supporting Actor in Robert Downey Jr., um, Best Original Score for Ludwig, Ludwig Gorenson, who has also done the, the-, the oh, music yeah. for Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Best Director, Christopher Nolan. Um, and then Boy and the Heron won some awards. Yep. Boy and the Heron won Best Animated Film, which is the first Golden Globe win for a non-English animated feature. Oh, interesting. It went up against Wish. Um, Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. There was something else. Was it Elemental, I think, might Elemental have been was there? nominated, yep. Um, so went through went in through a couple. It's definitely the correct choice, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. And this is the first Golden Globe for Studio Ghibli. And also, oh crazy! And also, it's just really, it's just really nice that Hayao Miyazaki's final film mm-hmm. got a first award that nothing else has. Sure, so, yeah. Golden Globes are kind; they're not really particularly well respected. Like they're among the bigger movie awards, mm-hmm. but they're also kind of considered a joke because it's the foreign press, and it's kind of considered a joke because oftentimes it's it's perceived to be just a way for these foreign press to get a way to meet a american celebrities mm. so they nominate the people they want to meet <laughs> mm. rather than, so uh because like uh, like i would imagine like a lot of people that work in the american press get to meet these people a lot because they work in the same country but if you're from a different country even though you work writing about movies you don't necessarily get to meet the american uh celebrities a lot but um they are oftentimes considered a, a major indicator for the oscars yeah uh they're they can't they obviously can be different but Whatever you see nomination-wise for this, and as far as winners, partially. Though, by bone to pick with the Golden Globes versus... Actually, the Oscars were the ones that pissed me off. Lego Movie won Best Animated Film at the Golden Globes and was not even nominated at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say that. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. Also, they also have, like, daytime... No, this is Emmys, maybe. There was either Emmys or Golden Globes, something like that. Um... The Young Jedi Adventures won like best children's program oh, or nice. something. Oh, nice! I didn't see that. Um, so, so yeah, so awards, awards all around. Awards all around. There was one thing I wanted to talk about. If you don't have any other news, uh, I have no other news. No. So this was something I, I don't think we've actually talked about, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, and maybe it was something we alluded to, but didn't actually. I don't think we said in connection. So we watched Godzilla minus one. If mm-hmm. you haven't seen it, go see it. <laughs> And we watched The Boy and the Heron. If you haven't seen it, go see it. We talked all so much about those movies, and I don't think we actually voiced the connection of two films that have focused on the theme of continuing to live on in the wake of grief and destruction. Okay. Um, we have uh, Shikishima, who is de- dealing with all kinds of survivor's guilt, um, guilt over not killing Godzilla and Godzilla minus one. And okay. then when... Noriko um dies quote unquote dies spoilers um if you haven't <laughs> seen it um the whole the whole theme of that movie is to live sure live past what you've done live past because you you have to um and i think there's an interesting connection with also having the uh the boy in the heron granted it takes place from the point of view of a child he's much younger but i think you have a you have similarities in our two main characters who are navigating who have to navigate and make the choice of what they're going to do post loss hmm. yeah no absolutely anyways Very consistent I, theme. I, I, it was thursday when i it was after we recorded and yeah. i went <laughs> so anyways you haven't seen either of those movies go see them 
very good very enjoyable yeah interesting interesting parallels for sure we had to talk about something fun before we move on <laughs> yeah and I'll, I'll, i have a similar thing i was going to throw out just a quick i had a slight uh rethinking of something i said last week about boy and the heron i had originally said that i felt like the parakeet king's motivations were intentionally kept very vague because they didn't matter uh specifically in relationship why that he and the other parakeets cared so much about um dang it i don't have any character names uh maito Mm -hmm. entering the birthing room and Mm -hmm. supposedly ruining the sanctity of that um i had originally while we podcasted last time i said that the parakeet king's seemingly lack of connection to that was intentional because children if you were to try to explain most dictators to a child their motivations wouldn't make sense and i still am i i found that interpretation interesting i think that can still very much stand but also as i was listening to a podcast about it i thought about it a little bit more while the movie is very unclear about exactly what's going on with the parakeets i think there is enough clues there to point towards the potential that the parakeets are trying to make their world not collapse. Uh, and the implication that is never explicitly directly stated or pointed to, but seemingly the subtle implication is that Maito's stepmom slash aunt is having her baby in that other world so that the baby can be the new guardian. Mm-hmm. Take that. Uh, and it's, this is never said, but it's implied because someone pure has to become the new leader and Mm -hmm. maito turns it down because he's not pure and so a baby would be so the parakeets want the baby because seemingly the baby would bring peace to their world and they're pissed at maito for screwing it up um it's crazy how this feels very important to the movie but it is not spelled out at all um so i think that there is this interpretation, I think, makes the Parakeet King a lot more complex. Mm-hmm. Uh, because while he is bare minimum stupid, because he ends up destroy, he he causes the destruction of the world because he destroys the tower. Um, he still his motivations are are somewhat uh, honorable because he's trying to save his people. Uh, while obviously the Parakeets are murderous and carnivorous, they are just like any other group of people. They are trying to save their world. They're trying to protect themselves. Um, and just add some more grays to this this beautiful movie that deals in a lot of ambiguity. I think mm-hmm. that that grayness is phenomenal. So that's just something I thought about this last week. Nice. Cool. Well, on to uh, talking about Monarch, uh, starting with episode seven. So quick recap. Episode six ended with them finding Godzilla, finding a dirt nap or taking a dirt nap. Uh, a Monarch, a helicopter crashed. And it seemingly exploded. The next episode begins with Tim living. Yeah. <laughs> we we should have 100% known. You don't see a body. Someone's dead. But it was the end of an episode, so we thought maybe he was still alive. I mean, he was actually dead, but he, he survived. Um, he, he ends up kind of going a little rogue from Monarch, and he tries mm-hmm. to help. Uh, and also, uh, May goes missing in, in all the uh, craziness. No, so they make it to the airport. Okay, everyone Kate, makes it to the airport together. Kate, Our heroes May do. and Kentaro make it to the airport, and she's in the bathroom. Oh, and right, those two right, right, come right. In and quote unquote kidnap her. Yeah, so and she just she disappears. Seems to be in on it, or mm-hmm. at least accepting, because she's like, "All right, how do we make this look real?" Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. And then Tim shows up. 
so yeah, so Kate and Kentaro are now concerned about May because she's just gone missing, and uh, Tim helps them, and they end up tracking her down to like San Francisco or. Do you remember exactly where they are? Nope. Uh, somewhere in the uh, west, somewhere maybe in America. It was San Francisco? No. San Francisco? No. It wasn't San Francisco because <laughs> this is after G Day, right? Yeah, somewhere in the United States. Um, and definitely they, West Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they get there and they find her family. Uh oh, yeah, they end up meeting her family first, and then that helps them find the building where she works. This episode is all about May. Yeah. Oof. Everyone's favorite character. Um, and they use and one of the very few, like, intro, like, the show's called Monarch, but you could take Monarch out of the show and it wouldn't change a lot, mm-hmm. at least as the modern day stuff. This is the very first time I feel in the modern day setting the Monarch element actually contributed to the entertainment value. Mm-hmm. They use the Monarch warning system of a kaiju to clear out the building so they can sneak in to find May. And so the important, the port, the important thing that we are learning is why May ran away. Yes. She started working as a coder for a company called Apex Cybernetics. So that was actually, that actually, I was like, oh, that piqued my interest for the first time in seven episodes. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Because Apex Cybernetics is the company that makes Mechagodzilla later on. Yes. And so that was actually interesting. Actually, here's here's my comments. Um, I thought you might find this funny. Wow, Apex Cybernetics, a reference to the legendary Godzilla verse in this show. <laughs> I yeah. was not thrilled with it's... this episode, but so <laughs> long story short, she ended up I think outing them because they tested on animals. Yes. And or she destroyed their code. She yeah. did she did mm-hmm. some internal sabotage and that's why she had to run. Mhm. Yeah. And they've caught her. And throughout intercutting with all of this is uh old lee is stealing a bunch of stuff from monarch and <laughs> i asked Alaska. you and we have no idea who's actually helping him he has a team of people we don't know if these are monarch people yeah. or they're all the spoilers all, it, they're all the old people from the end of episode nine <laughs> um uh actually what we i think what we deduce is it's probably um agent duval i have in my in my notes here i have the name character names written down agent duval parenthesis french <laughs> Princess uh, derogatory. Uh, French derogatory. Uh, I think it's probably people she's recruited. Yeah, that that was my guess because she uh, she's definitely she's like not quite monarch. She's definitely a little more. Yeah, hired like a mercenary. Yeah, yeah. and Ugh, so French mercenary. So Lee has taken his team and gone back to Alaska to the uh, portal to the Hollow Earth. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And he's detonated some bombs. No, no, he, he, I don't, okay, do they detonate the bombs to draw out the, the monster? They the, plug the, ice the monster? hole. And, well, they, they draw that monster, oh, well, we learned, I don't think, we, we may not have known this at the time, but we now know the portals are only activated by Oh, by a Kaiju, titan. yeah. Was that, was that an element of Kong versus Godzilla? No, it wasn't, and I'm ready to talk about that. <laughs> Um, so I think they, I don't they, think I think they detonate some bombs to draw the monster out, and then does the portal draw the monster in, and then that closes it, or how do they close it? I don't. Hold, hold it's on. been I, a week, and I don't remember I've, very I've well. Got, I've got a thought, so I need to. Either way, Lee down. Lee closes off the portal somehow, um, and the uh, the ice creature thing attacks a helicopter, and in our once every two episode cool monster scene. <laughs> 
Well, also, Kaiju are the only one that can go through it. Yes. I just don't remember exactly what happened. Because I remember they, I remember there being bombs. I remember they drew out the monster. And then the, the portal, like, activates and, like, swirls everything into it. And then it closes. I don't remember if it closed because of the monster. Or they used the monster to activate it. And then they set off the bombs. They plug it. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think that's what they did. I think they... Oh, because doesn't the, mon- the monster get sucked up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to kick out of that one. Yeah, so it was, it was <laughs> yeah. hilarious. It, it was very... Oh, man, there's another visual I have of a large monster being, like, sucked into a portal like that and, like, kicking its legs. I can't... I'm not sure where I have that image coming from, though. Yeah, I think that the monster just kind of jumps out of the ice, attacks a helicopter, then gets sucked into the portal, and that activates it. And then they detonate bombs to, like, collapse the earth around it into the portal, closing it off. Okay, I wrote down my thoughts. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um... Also, oh, this is the episode eight. Uh, man, I only have one note for episode eight. I do not remember anything that happened. Oh, they go, they start hunting down other portals. And oh, I made a, I made a joke. Um, <laughs> this poor kid, Kentaro, who we dog on. Yeah, I made this joke at the end of the seventh episode. Kentaro looks like he's never looking at someone. <laughs> yeah, and so I don't I don't know what it. Because he's he's pretty significantly taller than the rest of his main yeah, cast, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. when you're taller than someone, or when you're look shorter than someone, you like look eye contact with them. I don't know what it is, but it's like I never see him looking down to someone. Uh huh. <laughs> Anyways, it was just an it was just an observation. Maybe he's like looking at someone in the crew, or he's look, yeah. He's not uh-huh. looking at the camera, so that's good. <laughs> at least you nailed that. But it was just something I noticed, and I just kind of mentioned. It. I was like, oh, he's looking. So, not much going on. Like, it's kind of a whatever. I mean, it's probably the worst episode of the show because it's so focused on May. Um, so, we can move on to the next episode, which I don't remember at all, which must might mean it's a worse episode. But it seems they've made up our, our three shenanigans. Yeah. So, they do end up... Oh, okay. So, one small thing that we skipped is they, we do, they do end up meeting up with May, but she was being held by her former employer... But she actually lets May go out of the promise that she won form on Monarch. Yep. Because as as evil conglomerates tend to do, they want resources, and they they see the monsters as potential resources. Shmoneys. And uh, is it in this episode or the next episode? Uh, Kate and Kentaro end up convincing the leader of Monarch to. Uh, uh collaborate with apex in order to f- or is it apex yeah to free kate it is this episode that's the end of episode May. seven it is this episode yeah because that's how they let her out too mm-hmm. um because uh i can't remember her name the leader of monarch at the time was like yeah her basically name... kind of like i pulled a lot of a lot of pull for y'all natalie verdugo yes. is the character's name um so yeah so i who knows if that will as of episode nine, the most recent episode, Apex doesn't come up at all. No. So this seems like a loose thread that will maybe come up in season two. But as of right now, it doesn't really matter. Um, we're kind of back to like every two or three episodes, we kind of end up back where we already were. Like nothing has really yeah. happened. We're back to, okay, well, actually the what, what, um, how Kate is able to convince Monarch to do that is that they promise to help them find Lee. Yes. Episode eight, they go and find Lee. 
Oh, they they spent. Now I remember what episode eight was about. Episode eight is about them spending a lo- really long time trying to figure out what uh, Hiroshi's big map is about. Yeah, and they. I feel like we already figured this out, but apparently it's all, not. It's all kids. Um. Yeah, it's where all the portals are, and so. Then they spend a bunch of time trying to figure out which portal Lee's going to go to. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how they come to this conclusion, but it's the same one that uh, Kiriko fell Kiko. down. Oh, Kiko. Yes. Um, in Kazakhstan. Yeah. So they go there. He's there. He's ready to plug the hole again. A big old monster comes out and starts attacking him. Pretty cool scene. It causes multiple characters to... F- so kate falls first no not kate may may falls and first. and i didn't see it i wasn't looking and you go whoa may's dead <laughs> i did have a comment um oh no that was at the beginning of episode seven when she disappeared and i said maybe we just won't have to see may again <laughs> maybe she's gone um so <laughs> two episodes in a row we thought for sure that she might be done for yeah. and unfortunately not so yeah may falls first um and then kate almost falls and lee catches her fall then they yeah. both fall and it looks like Kentaro's about to dive after them except a little buggy actually it's not that little a bug looking kaiju comes back out I and see. so there's kind of like an implication of only one way in only one way out they probably got snatched up eaten. yeah and Kentaro mm, gets thrown back he gets I knocked see. out um and i think that's like the end of the episode there yeah. were some flashbacks that were mm-hmm. a little more like character building for bill lee and kiko um this is where we find out that neither lee or bill mm-hmm. are hiroshi's father biologically <laughs> it just emphasized like biologically which had me shook i was kind of like oh so it as it comes out i think was kiko married yeah prior? I didn't... she was she was with someone and she has a son and this is when she tells uh uh, Lee, I think, right? Or both it's Lee Bill. and Bill? Oh, it's just Bill. She, okay. Because Bill goes to her house. I see. And I, <laughs> I wrote, Bill Randa got the Rizda. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's so insane that this show continues to be more family drama than monster And so I, I made a, I made a comment movie. that by I, episode eight, this still just, I still hold my theory that I think a show just about 50s Monarch would have been fine. Yeah, you could have, because what we get in episode nine is... Or a movie about 50s Monarch. Sure, absolutely. There's probably enough flashbacks that make up like an hour and a half. The plot of episode nine could have easily been its own show. So um, episode nine just suddenly jumps to 1962. So we skip... The entire of, so the earliest part that we have seen as far as the show's order, the first sequence we saw from early Monarch was just the three of them on a, on a mission and, uh, uh, Kiko dies. Um, then they, no, it's not the earliest that we saw. That was the first flashback we saw. Yeah. Like earliest, like for for us, like the first episode. Oh yes. The first thing we, not earliest chronologically, but Mm -hmm. earliest as far as the watching the show in order. And then the show jumps back in time, shows how they all met, how they formed Monarch. And now the show has skipped over that part with no indication that they skipped that other than unless you are paying attention to year numbers, which I am not <laughs> at all. So 
I I did, and then I missed what exactly the show said. The exact same thing I proclaimed ten seconds later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the show jumps to 1962, and they are fine. They are sending. We do get to see young Hiroshi. Yes. With with uh, Papa Bill and Uncle and Lee. Lee, and they he clearly has a connection to all of them. So mm-hmm. at this point, Bill is raising Hiroshi, mm-hmm. and uh, he's they, a good man. They Sarah. call Lee his uncle. Uh, and Lee gives him a pocket knife to like hold on to for him, and then uh, Lee and some other people go on Operation Hourglass. We have officially reached the accident trademarked. <laughs> yeah, and so they pretty much just drop them in a big device that oh, it's the big um, circle. Well, what's the the name of the device they've been using to communicate with the Titans? Oh, the Gamma. Uh... I don't remember what they called it. It's it had a Gamma a really particular name. But it, it's one of those, I mm-hmm. think, and it, it attracts a monster. It is basically with like, it, right? Yeah, it sets off. It uh, sets out gamma rays and attracts mm-hmm. kaiju. And it allows them. Okay, so is it? Does it attract a monster, and that monster activates the, so, the wormhole? So for because them? so the theory is that so because kaiju are the only ones that can enter the hollow earth. Yeah, they were going to draw it out stop the gamma ray so it lost interest and then just sneak in right behind it before yeah. the portal f- officially closed mm-hmm. so that that was the goal it was all timing kind of that um so they do just that they drop the sphere which interest so they call it operation hourglass and you put a hourglass horizontal looks like the monarch logo yeah um so they drop uh, Lee and three other cannon fodder characters um, mm-hmm. in, with a whole slew of Department of Defense generals just watching. They're in Kansas. <laughs> There's a random hole to the hollow earth in the middle of a field in Kansas. <laughs> I don't know how they found that. Um, so they drop it and they attract some kaiju of some form. Um, you guessed probably better than I did. It. We'll see it later which one it was but so they drop the little ball canister in and everything just falls apart quite literally there's a bunch of weird gravitational pulls i think one guy got sucked in or he came close to interesting he got hit with that like piece of fencing and got flung back so people are like holding on for dear life and finally the portal closes um and they lose contact with uh lee shaw so then I think um, that goes. That was the intro. That was actually a long intro. We get the title credits, and then we are brought back to Shaw, old Shaw, in the present day, in the Hollow Earth. Yes. And he fi- and he finds me. They are together in the Hollow Earth. And there's like lightning. Yeah. Well, first off, like the back, the distant background in the forest is all like. Wibbly blue and purple yeah. and clearly science fictiony and then on the ground lightning is like coming towards may and then lee tackles her and the lightning shoots straight up and they're having to run through this field and i just i feel like this should be a monster they shouldn't be avoiding lightning like or electricity yeah. they should be avoiding a monster it just feels like the show will do whatever it can to not have a monster in a scene it feels mm-hmm. like but um so somehow they survived somehow the hollow earth returned um 
I I have a lot to talk about at the end about that. Um, so you had a really funny comment um, as they're running through this forest, this like spindly forest. You just went, they're in the upside down. <laughs> And then we, uh, at, at that point, we cut back to Young Shaw. Is that correct? Uh, oh, no. We, we no. get more stupid we, monarch stuff. Is that it? So what it is is that we, well, my next note I have is about the next flashback with Bill Randa and General Puckett. Oh, yeah. Just um, monarch gets shut down. I do think we see uh, Kentaro in the hospital, though. Right? Um, Kentaro has been brought back, survived. Um, oh he's got yeah, a broken leg. Yeah. He's fine. He's His upset. Mom comes and sees him. He's like, we need to find Kate. And Monarch's like, oh yeah, that's not gonna happen, besties. Not um, gonna happen. So, kind of a sad moment. Nothing too crazy. And we get another flashback with Bill Randa. And this scene is just uh, the General Puckett, the general guy, telling Bill that you have no funding now. Uh-huh. After this disaster, there is no funding. Bill Rand is like, but how are we going to, you know, how <laughs> how are we going to study them if we don't have money? And General Puckett's just like, mm, that's too bad. Uh, he's like, we don't need to spend more money on this. He's like, we don't need to spend more money on theories when people are dying, something like that. But I think this is interesting because now we see the start. We now know why uh bill randa got to the point where he was at the beginning of school island in what way when we see him uh first thing in school island i can't remember what office he's going to i don't know if it's a stockholder or someone in the government he's just like this crazy old guy who he's not old he's great but he's essentially a crazy old man who's talking about monsters that no one has seen uh-huh. So we have seen Monarch has been ground into the dust. The government probably wants to forget about it. Failed mission and all of that. Um, so it's just interesting to see the background of the reasoning. So Monarch was created, government program, and then seeing how it got to the point it was in 1973. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so then we see, and then I believe we go back to seeing Lee Shaw, young Lee Shaw. Yeah, but uh, he, you kept calling out this is very similar to Captain America waking up in <laughs> like, 2000, uh, 2011 or 2010, whatever year he woke up in. And uh, he, uh, <laughs> like, kidnaps a nurse and starts calling for Bill Randa. And then a Japanese man talks him down and says that Bill Randa's dead mm-hmm. uh, and that uh, he's been dead. Well, uh, so the timeline because i had to write it down Uh lee shaw disappeared in 1962 yeah came back in 1983 so 20 years has not aged a bit no doesn't Um, the time code say 82 maybe it was 82 yeah just like i just i only reason i bring that up is because uh this man that uh lee is talking to says Mm -hmm. you went into the hollow earth 20 years ago so and he like collapses on the ground and then this year year, 1982 pops in the middle of the screen but school island the event of school island happened in 1973 so bill randa has been dead for 10 years nine ten years give or take um i just the reason i bring up the title is like it was just like Mm-hmm. there's not a lot of great creative decisions in this show, but I thought the idea to bring up the time code after a character mm-hmm. learns what year it is was really mm-hmm. interesting. Because we've been wearing the same thing, but the man that talked to him is Hiroshi. Yes. So 
uh, presumably 25 to 28 year old Hiroshi who looks like he's 45 <laughs> because it's the same actor who's playing him in 2015, which is 40 some years later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 43 years later. Uh. So the same guy is playing 20 something year old Hiroshi and 60 year old something Hiroshi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. So this is what I, this is one of my comments at this point. Wow. The show got interesting. Nine episodes in. Yeah, yeah, and we, uh, I, I forgot, to, I have seen a note here that I forgot, whenever they were doing the ill-conceived mission to send this team to uh, what they called inner space, uh, the hollow earth. No, they called it under space. Under space, <laughs> right. Um, that was so bad. It's very poorly designed and not very well thought out, and you just said, how do they plan to get them back? <laughs> okay. Which is a very good question. Yes, so... <sighs> so... Um, ah, so yes, um, Shaw, ex Hiroshi explains to Shaw what happened. Shaw is, uh, kind of losing it and honestly valid. I would be too. That's, that's, I can't imagine how mentally trying that is on someone. Um, and so he, uh, so Lee, <laughs> Lee took a woman hostage, like with a wire it was like, where's Bill Randa? <laughs> He's shouting out the hall, get me Bill Randa! I want Bill Randa! Yeah. Um, and so we theorize that uh, that lady's probably Kentaro's mom because she and Hiroshi kind of seem to hit it off a little bit. Yeah. And we go into a scene of um, Hiroshi, this Hiroshi and this woman have been talking. I just watched Athena eat something nondescript off the floor. <laughs> I have no idea what is in her mouth right now. Anyways. Um, and we switch to a scene of Kentaro and his mom going back home from the hospital, kind of have like an emotional moment, uh, where Kentaro is blaming himself a lot for Kate's death. Mm -hmm. Mom is doing a really good, I think mom did a good job of comforting him. Um, and so what happens then is, uh, if I am correct about this, um, we get a quick scene. We get a we get a quick scene of hip hop music, <laughs> which we did did find out was diegetic. Fortunately, but it's just like hip hop music out of nowhere, switching scenes to um, that one random character from Monarch who lived in the desert. Utah just keeps showing back up. She's yep. noticed a pattern in the gamma, um, in one of the portals of the gamma holes. Mm. The hollow earth. Well, what portal. she said is that every time a portal opens up, there's massive spike in gamma radiation yes. all over the earth. And then instead of just looking at just one burst, she like like zoomed out, like mm -hmm. literally zooms out on her computer and looks at all of the bursts. And she mm -hmm. said that this is a pattern; they're the same every time. Mm -hmm. So she says it's a message from someone. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we switch back to Hiroshi talking with young Lee Shaw about what happened, and Lee Shaw is talking about what happened to them in the Hollow Earth. So basically, kind of how it went down is, um they went down mm -hmm. uh crashed lost contact and just got spawn killed by everything around them uh one you actually so they show in what you actually identified this kaiju before i did and i was kind of shocked <laughs> we're pretty sure it's the dragon from the philippines from one of the first earlier mm -hmm. episodes my mm -hmm. thought was camazots which would have been wild for a first introduction for that kaiju and what is that 
Is that a classic kaiju? Um, Kamazots is a very large kind of bat looking thing, but it's not uh, Batra. It's very different. Kamazots is... uh, The lore is that after... Okay, I'll make this brief. So, after King of the Monsters and... um, Between King of the Monsters and... uh, Godzilla versus Kong, Ghidorah Storm that was in DC Boston, big old probably like category 10 hurricane or whatever, crossed the ocean and probably like decimated oh no, maybe it, it, it's in the Pacific They it crossed the ocean and settled on Skull Island mm. and Kamazots came up out of the hollow earth and just terrorized the island. So first of all, not only was the island just pummeled with a massive category or hurricane, this um, kaiju just like decimated it. Anyways, is in the comics. Read up. Um, <laughs> so that that was just all that to say. I thought it was Kamazots and it's not Kamazots. But we we're pretty sure it's the dragon. Um, so that... According it, to the uh, kaijupedia, it is an eon dragon that's in this episode. Okay. Okay. So... They go down. Shaw's explaining how they got destroyed. Some weird, weird-looking naked mole rat kaiju things kind of show up. Their faces uh-huh. look scary. There's a very pointed shot of one of the other pteranauts. I don't know. <laughs> ground knots. Absolutely getting struck uh, struck by lightning through the heart. Yeah. And, and all of this is not presented in footage, but like a still 3D images. image that's yeah. like, like extreme slow motion mm-hmm. with the camera moving, but no one, nothing else really moving, yeah. which seems like a way around actually having to like make these scenes. Like I yeah. feel like it is, if you already have access to these 3D models in a 3D scan of the you actor. You just render it once instead of the whole Yeah. Footage, and so, so you just show it as a single still f- mm-hmm. image that you then rotate from the camera's perspective yeah. but don't actually have to do any movement and it's cool mm-hmm. but it's just kind of a bummer when the show is so light on action mm-hmm. and this is what i meant by when i said earlier that this one episode could be the whole show yeah this sequence this of, failed experiment yeah these people going through the hollow earth and getting killed by monsters in, in uh hostile environment is way yeah. more interesting than 95 percent of the show yeah so lee shaw Says he radioed for backup and a portal appears, zoops him up into some of some forest in Japan. Uh-huh. Um, all this to say, uh, Hiroshi's kind of a jerk, but I mean, he's not I mean, character wise, like, he's not been the nicest man. He's a jerk. Um, he's 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 kind of got this weird, he's got a lot of healing to do. He's like blaming Lee for leaving when it, like, I don't think it was his fault, but he does make um, kind of an interesting comment on we didn't have to deal with these until you people woke him up uh-huh. meaning him kiko and bill yeah um so basically all that to say uh hiroshi goes we're gonna send you to an observational place it's like a retirement home <laughs> and that's where bill spends the next 40 years and we can mm-hmm. get to that part because i think that's closer to the end but so um it cuts back to may and shaw because Shaw has also been telling May what happened to him. Mm-hmm. So we had a we had a big conversation on whether they'd been in the Hollow Earth or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, the 
the forest there were that, similarities yes. that uh shaw landed in on earth i thought in my memory looked like the forest that old shaw and may were in but then they cut back to old shaw and may and the forest is totally different you're gonna have it was funny because we were just looking at each other like what are you, are you, are you talking well it just what seemed it seemed very indicative of this show to me that they to would fake out that they would oh my yeah, god they would not send our main characters to the center of to the hollow earth in actuality they would just send the them to real hollow earth. earth was the friends we made along the way <laughs> <laughs> but nothing nothing is really accomplished when we cut back to them right they're just talking and walking we gotta find kate yeah we gotta all, find kate so now we do get a nice scene Back in the modern day of Kentaro and Hiroshi interacting. Yeah. First time the whole, like, Hiroshi just yeah. shows up. Uh-huh, yeah. And he's like, Kentaro, why are you in my office? <laughs> like, nothing has happened. Yeah, exactly. He goes, sorry, I didn't have time to call your mom. <laughs> yeah, and Kentaro is like, dude, since the last time I saw you, I've learned, I have experienced, I've fought monsters and figured out mm-hmm. that I have, uh, you have another family. And he's like, like, you left us to die in the desert. Yeah. And yeah. so it was interesting because he's like, oh, sorry. he goes, you left me and Kate. And Hiroshi's like, oh, my kids found each other. <laughs> um, so they're having a conversation. And he and uh, Kentaro was taking files from his dad's uh-huh. office. And he's like, what are you going to do with that? And actually, I do think this is probably one of, I think this, this is a really good scene, I think, from Kentaro's I actor. Yes. I, I don't know what, it, but this this felt very emotional because Kentaro tells Hiroshi that Kate is dead. And Hiroshi just breaks. Yeah. He's like, this is my fault. Well, uh, he and, he doesn't want to believe yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, you're telling that to be mean to me. And Kentaro just starts blaming him for everything. Yeah, and then, yeah, he's like, you're saying that to be mean to me. And then realizes Kentaro's not lying. And then Kentaro's like, if you weren't such a sad, sign, li- sad, <laughs> lying, lying little, little man. man. Yeah. So. Pretty much Hiroshi, uh, Kentaro blames Hiroshi for them having even, like, they went hunting after him. Yeah. Like, if you hadn't had yeah. left, Kate would have come. It mm-hmm. couldn't have come in my life. So yeah, yeah, that was. I I actually thought I was watching. This, I'm like, oh man, this is like a really I think emotionally powerful moment. Um, I think we see Kentaro kind of sticking up for himself here. Yes. So, and then we cut to May uh, in the Hollow Earth, no. and she, nah, sorry, Kate. Yes. Uh, Kate in the and she meets what's called a bramble boar. Which is really just a big boar with a lot of extra spikes coming out of its face yeah, it's and like very grass growing on its back. And one of the weirdest fake outs in any piece of media, it like walks up to her, sniffs her face, and then walks off. And you think, oh, it is, it's leaving now. That was the fake out. And then it just comes back around. It just walks around the tree and comes back. And tries to charge her. And then it gets shot in the eye by an arrow. Uh-huh. A human-made arrow. And then we get our reveal. She's alive, Dr. Kiko, and has not aged at all. And this is like ripped exactly out of the Ant-Man trilogy with uh, the original Wasp having survived in the quantum realm. Nothing feels permanent in this show. It's like there are, excuse me, did you hear? Yes. (laughs) There are no, it's like there are no consequences in this show. Uh I feel like, and I mean, maybe there's a bit where you can go, oh my gosh, Bill lost his girlfriend wife. I guess I guess they were married. Lost his wife and she's been alive the whole time and he really the most tragic ending out of all this is Bill Randa if you ask me. Sure. Um maybe because I think John Goodman did a fantastic job as him in School Island totally, totally. and he's the one who really got the short end of everything. He's the only one that lived, quote unquote, 
yeah. the only one to keep it up. To so, the day he died, he believed the, that the two people he yes, loved most in the world, other than were, his adopted son, were, were dead. dead. So he, it, it's just, I feel like, it, it feels like there are no consequences. Like, everything that happens in this show just gets resolved, or nothing actually happens. Like, I think Kiko dying in that first or second episode was really like, whoa. Sure. I feel good like it set That's a, a good tone. Point. But then we constantly have fake outs after fake outs. Uh-huh. Tim dying. He's actually alive. We see Godzilla twice. It's mm-hmm. like there's no weight to any of the things that happen. May betrays them twice. She betrayed once for Monarch. Yeah. And then she lets herself get captured again, but they get pretty much let go without any major consequences outside of you need to be an informant for us, which she was already doing for Monarch. Mm-hmm. I think... Yeah, I, 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 at first I wasn't totally upset by this twist. I thought, like, on its face it seems fine and it could justify itself, but you are right. I think that... if we hadn't had eight episodes before uh, this, and like you said, this should have been episode four, I think it would have yeah. been fine. But you are right. The fact that the show so early on killed what seemed to be a main character and is a main character going on, knowing that she dies, it has kind of undercut a lot of that. Hiroshi's what? gonna meet his mom, who's probably younger yeah. than him now. Uh-huh. Oh, it absolutely is. Um, would have been more interesting if this was young Lee, like oh my god, either t- wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff, or like going to the the Hollow Earth somehow like duplicated him. Yeah. Like it just would have been a a more enti- uh, enticing twist of mm-hmm. oh, and then we would get to have a fun scene of young and old shaw interacting with one another i just that would be a better path yeah. just put off the top of my head and that's that that is episode that's, of black okay so here's the thing i've been wanting to talk about for a hot second <laughs> okay and this is something you alluded to earlier so hollow earth travel i'm a little confused. so they went last episode they fell into the hollow earth there's no way they're going to be dead there's no way that they killed off two out of three of the main characters and the most and the antagonist secondary character. And so my thought is, how in the world are they going to survive going through the Hollow Earth? Because prior to this, when we what we've seen in Godzilla versus Kong is that Apex, um, whatever it's called, cybernetics built all these crazy ships and did trial after trial after trial of trying to get into the hollow earth Mm -hmm. failed they were able to go in and so granted maybe this is man oh maybe i need to watch godzilla versus kong again which i don't want to (laughs) do we will we will i know which would confirm things so my thought was my thoughts was like what is the reason they survived is it my first thought when they woke up in the trees are there different levels to the hollow earth is it not as deep as where they went in Godzilla versus Kong? So for us, less of a fall. I don't think that right now. Um, is it dependent? I was like, is it dependent on the hole? Because the hole they went through in Godzilla versus Kong was massive. That's a lot of grab. The the theory is that, or what we learned in Godzilla versus Kong is that traveling through the hollow earth puts the weight of the earth on you. Like the gravitational weight of the earth on you. And I was like, is it dependent on the location? Are maybe places that might be the portals are more, are closer to the surface. It's less of a fall. So 
And now we're learning in this episode that um, what has happened is the way they've been able to get into the hollow earth is following Kaiju. Mm-hmm. And actually, that would have been how Kiko survived. She was pulled down by the Kaiju. Now, uh, I don't yeah. know how she managed to survive not getting eaten by 2,000 cockroaches. <laughs> That's a story for a different time. But so that, if the theory now is that the way to get into the hollow earth is by following kaiju that does put a little bit of sense into godzilla versus kong and i'll get to that so we have seen kiko survive magically we saw may um who appears to have fallen maybe just right before the kaiju entered that we saw in episode eight yep and along with uh lee and kate fell right before the kaiju passed up immediately went back down and then in hope he falls into this uh hollow earth (laughs) hey you've seen the potholes in the city (laughs) um and then we see the accident that's just what i call the accident um of lee shaw they went through after a kaiju went through which can lend some credibility to godzilla versus kong um that maybe the only reason our cast lived getting to the hollow earth was because they followed Kong. Yeah. And maybe that's why all of, um, and maybe this is something they mentioned and I just didn't remember it until now. Um, maybe that's the only reason they were actually able to go into Kong because they were like, mm-hmm. Kong's a Titan. Yeah. Kong should know how to get home. Maybe we can follow him. So maybe this is cementing mm-hmm. that future hollow earth travel. Yeah. But holy crap. I <laughs> And if that's the case, I can get behind that. Which does, as we've seen in the trailer for Godzilla X-Kong, which sounds like a ship name. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying it. Because uh-huh. it's not versus anymore. We see an underground society. We knew, Titans and, we knew Titans and humans lived alongside. We saw that in King of the Monsters with Godzilla's little temple place. Uh-huh. So it would make sense that humans can get to the hollow earth if they follow a kaiju i'm i'm all for cementing that but man last episode i would have been actually kind of annoyed if it had just been like a oh chance but that does bring my second thought (laughs) how were they going to get lee shaw and the others out there was no tether were they and here's actually my other thought because they were hoping to have contact with them down below so they could get information. <clears throat> the government in the 60s? I don't know. <laughs> maybe they were. May, maybe they lied to Bill Randa and the government was just going to get the information and leave them down there. Maybe there was no plan to bring them up. Yeah, prob- probably not. Probably um, a one-way just, mission. That's the only thing I can think of. It, it would have had to have been a one. Because they just, they just dropped a ball down a tunnel. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, my two thoughts about this episode, one, I already alluded to them ripping off Ant-Man, uh, and the Wasp and slash Ant-Man Quantumania. Uh, but they also not necessarily, not necessarily ripping off, but it's weird how similar this is to the plot of Ahsoka that, uh, our main characters spend a ton of time searching for a character. They are being chased by another organization. They finally get there and they find someone they thought was dead alive um, so that's one thought. Second thought connected to that is we have a running joke in this podcast about characters who fall down infinite voids who are just still <laughs> falling. Kiko's the first one to survive that, I think. Oh my gosh. 
She she First was falling. Confirmed yeah. live. Oh my god. So she's no longer on our list of people who are still falling. She hit the ground, right. confirmed, and oh, survived. So congratulations, that's... Kiko. Yeah. You got off, you got off the the infinite falling list. For now, she'll probably die next episode. And she'll fall on another. She'll probably one. meet Shaw and then die in two seconds. And Shaw's gonna have even more of a messed up head. Uh-huh. Oh, we forgot one important part. Yeah. Now this actually, I was actually very intrigued by this. So they have a shot of young Lee Shaw at this retirement home. Mm-hmm. Looks like he's just he's watching TV. Um, looks like he's like watching a space launch, maybe um, of some form. <laughs> we were making challenger jokes earlier. Because yeah. um, actually, I didn't know they set. There's a TV in one of the rooms in the Monarch Medical Facility that shows a space launch. So I was kind of wait, what space launch has happened in 1983? We should look it up. Um, it's 82. Shut up. <laughs> oh look it up america well there were a lot challenger was uh april 4th 1983 oh okay so it was after okay oh can you imagine they so might have gotten you had uh the columbia shuttles in 82 okay so anyways anyways all that he's watching tv and they hand him a little the nurse hands him a little tray with a little paper cup and a little glass of water. If you've ever been in a hospital or a doctor's office, those little paper cups hold medicine. That's that they are a little vessel for medicine. Takes the medicine and he's kind of got like a glassy-eyed stare. We jump a we jump forward 40 years or so to 2014. They are watching TV and a breaking news broadcast goes on right as he is handed his medication and water and it is footage of the Hawaii attack of the of uh, the, Mudos. the Queen Mute, Queen Mudo and Godzilla, and like he snaps. Back I'm back, to, baby. <laughs> he snaps back to consciousness. Like he's got these two guys who have been who are around him, older guys, some other old. Um, there, it's a retirement home. Come in to watch, but we see him like coming back to life. He crushes the medicine cup in his hand, and that. I actually find that very interesting that they have essentially kept him drugged for 40 years. And you know what? I'd be pissed too. (laughs) I'm back. I'm old and I'm pissed. So that actually, I will say, that actually provides some interesting depth and does explain a lot of Shaw. So the Shaw background, I've been actually really, I've been, has been really interesting. It's just unfortunately buried under a lot of things and not that we're just like dogging on this show but we are we kind of are there, there <laughs> it deserves are, it there are some cool moments but um, it just seems that there's so much explaining for things that maybe didn't need episodes dedicated to also something you mentioned that i totally agree with that i thought about one of the biggest uh, illnesses in in modern film and television and probably like video games as well and other media like that is what i i'm thinking i would call like the overconfident first installment of a thing that is the first thing people love godzilla they're gonna love yeah. this and it just assumes we're gonna have more in this series so we can withhold as much as possible mm-hmm. i think of the first sonic film that only has sonic and no other and, and and dr eggman and or they call him robotnik in the movie yes they do uh and no other sonic characters even though sonic has a massive list of characters that is what makes sonic Sanic. fun um or you have 
like the first Ninja Turtles movie, uh, the live action one from, from uh, first of the newer ones, um, or uh, like the first Halo season, the first Halo show that, that barely has the, that actually they never even make it to a Halo. Just like things that are so confident they're going to have a sequel or multiple seasons or whatever that they barely accomplish anything. This is one of the strangest examples of that because this, this show is barely related to an existing franchise um and it's so confident that's gonna have a second season and here's the thing they set up i think actually kate's setup was really interesting as a character because she has the motive to hate kaiju and godzilla especially yeah yeah. because she watched her her students fall off a butt dead Mm mm-hmm like, yes. she can put all that blame on Kaiju and be like, I hate Kaiju. And I just feel like so much of, like, that setup has just kind of been swept, like, brushed under the rug. And there's so, like you said, there's so much focus on family drama. Yeah. So this show being, one, too many episodes to begin with, but also, two, is barely accomplishing anything and is mm-hmm. assuming there will be another season. This, I Yeah, think- they might want to be careful. I, I mean, there's just no reason to think that this show is good enough or mm-hmm. popular enough to have a second season, which really sucks because... Unless they're already it, working on it. Like, it sucks that we're not going to... Probably not going to get the end to see the end of this show, at least in this show. They might end up... It'd be really hilarious if, like... We just see all the characters underground in the Hollow Earth uh, in the yeah. next movie. That's what I'm saying. Like, somehow, in, in the process of making this show, they already knew they were not going to do a second season, so they just concluded in uh in uh they they concluded in kong x godzilla like it's like one scene where they just wrap up all like the they've plot been threads. in the hollow earth for a couple <laughs> well, of years we just see everyone's so. skeleton just just kill all the <laughs> oh, characters no. um or do a transformers 5 and just have one line of dialogue that kills all the characters <laughs> i just and it's like you said i've seen no one talking about this do you know what i still see people talking about Godzilla minus one. Yeah, that's what everyone's talking about. No one's Absolutely. talking about Monarch. Actually, I see a couple of things. But again, final thought. Where is Dr. Sarazawa? <laughs> that's that, that's that the thing. That is what it should have been. Sorry. Ooh. <laughs> that would the be mic. the how you would make this show. Like, you have a very niche audience as it is it, with this show. Appeal to that audience. He would be around. At, he is around Absolutely. at this time. So why in the world? So because when we see him in king of the monsters he is head of monarch at that time so yeah. mm-hmm. i can't remember her name i just can't remember her yeah. name a uh, business lady who's <laughs> in charge of kaiju group um, oh in in this show in this show yeah her name is v- v- natalie verdugo verdugo okay like at some point leadership passes and maybe that happens after this show maybe yeah. monarch is tarnished enough that someone goes oh, we need someone else but uh-huh. i just think you need some pre-existing characters. If you're going to set I a agree. show, like, the obviously the most similar show to this as far as other shared universes is the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Mm-hmm. And that show was headed up by Agent Coulson, a yes. character everyone already loved. And you needed that. that and, then, and then people came to love. And I don't, I'm not defending the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's probably just as bad as this show. But it had its audience. Mm-hmm. People did, to some degree, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And... They eventually, I think, came to like the core character, the group of characters they had. But you had to start off with yeah. something people were invested in, which was Coulson. And granted, and, oh sorry. Well, and uh, Sirazawa would be that character Wait, for this universe. I was just thinking, how do, how would we, how would you even put that 
how would you even put him in? I mean, you could put him as the head of Monarch, but that would definitely change the dynamics because he is very pro kaiju. Yeah. <laughs> He's very pro Titan. Um, unless you want to do a complete 180 on his, I mean, it's not 180 on his character and make Hiroshi mm-hmm. Sarazawa. But we also have an established canon for Sarazawa that his father died yeah. in Hiroshima because he has his watch. Unless <laughs> he. Like if his mom was Kiko, that's why his dad's dead. Yeah. He, but I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> then you could have an interesting dynamic of Sarazawa's son hating Kaiju that's never expanded upon in Godzilla versus Kong being Kentaro and uh-huh, hates Kaiju uh-huh. because of his dad. Anyways, I, I don't know. Maybe there's a fanfic, fanfic writer. Someone write something that makes sense with Dr. Sarazawa. In it. But I also love Dr. Sarazawa and he can do no wrong. So, All right. Time Anyways. to get on to... I can't believe we talked about that for so long. Yeah, way too long. Uh, meme minute, but it's longer than a minute. But meme is it longer than a meme parsec or meme astrosecond previously referred to as shmeme shminute? Uh, I've got a video here for you. Oh, a video. I don't have any videos, but I have... So, it's, it says clones according to uh, Lego, and it has the, the Lego clone with the helmet on, and the helmet disappears, and it shows where the eye should be, and what you realize is the way the clone's head interacts with the helmet, the eye mm. the visor, the eye should be at the very top of the clone's head, and it is, they've then moved the eyes up quite a bit on the, the clone's face, and it is very funny. I don't like that. Are you have any videos? No, I don't. But I have thirteen memes. Okay, show me two. Uh, people who don't know, people who know in the images, Padawan Calcastus high fiving oh, a clone trooper. <laughs> because it's right before Order sixty six. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was I was crying during that mission. I was having a hard time. <laughs> what else you got? This is one of those super corny like Android emojis, like that people find in PNGs and said, and it says you are too. And then someone copy-pasted, caught up in hating on the Rebels animation style to appreciate the most beautiful Star Wars story ever told. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. Um, this is an image of this very proud-looking Ray from the very end of Rise of Skywalker. And it says, who are you? I'm Ray. Ray who? Raid Shadow Legend is one of the most ambitious no. RPG projects of 2019. <laughs> Just look at the level of detail on these characters. No. If you use the code in the description, you can start with 50,000 silver and join the special launch tournament. Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> so good. Uh, give me another one. Uh, it's, it's crazy in New Mexico right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just uh, a Star Destroyer floating in a normal highway. looking photo. Is there a meme there that like a... Is it is this referencing something no. that I don't... Okay. It's, it's just crazy in New Mexico right now. <laughs> um, here's um, another college football uh, oh, reference. She's the most um, college football I've gotten all year. <laughs> so there was a uh, Pop-Tart Bowl sponsored by Pop-Tarts. I saw... I did see that. And their, uh, their Pop-Tart uh, mascot got lowered down into a gigantic toaster and oh before he did that he was like oh standing my... on top of it and there's oh like gosh. smoke shooting out everything and so it has the image of of the so it's imagine a pop tart but it's human size this guy's arms and legs and a very happy face and he's standing on top of a big toaster and there's like smoke shooting out and it just says the republic will be reorganized into the first oh galactic gosh. empire <laughs> did you make that one 
Do you want to double down and guess right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, meanwhile, on Alderaan. It's just space. It's just <laughs> Very space. good. Uh, <laughs> so this is a uh, an image of what I'm pretty sure, having grown up at a place with one of these and gone to it a lot, I'm pretty sure this is a... Uh, a viewing area for sitting and watching the uh, a, oh shoot, a uh, big aquarium at a Bass Pro, and there's a big naked man just laying next to it, and it says Boba Fett after Black Crusade and yanked him out of the back of the tank. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> I'm glad you like that. <laughs> Godzilla when Godzilla is destroyed Japan Godzilla when literally anything else is destroying Japan and you have like a happy Godzilla <laughs> mad Godzilla that <laughs> that is funny <laughs> uh asterisk monsters finally show up all the human characters backed by <laughs> well, unpopular demand me, me and it's just oh! a t-posing Kermit <laughs> with a monarch logo on his chest he did. <laughs> oh he did yeah oh that's good so someone's talking about the show someone yeah the one person on the Reddit thread. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Optimus, Autobots, we must stay hidden. The humans cannot know of our existence. Mirage literally kidnaps a random dude so they can be bros. Optimus. Squ- squinty. <laughs> it's, no, I don't know if this is edited or that's from the movie, but he looks a lot <laughs> like awful. attractive Squidward. <laughs> but yeah, he's got a very like, ooh, look on his face. Squidward. Get Hans- the terminology yeah. right. <laughs> what did I say? attractive (laughs) (laughs) um this has got hannah it says uh younglings learning about dooku 21 bby colorized and it's hannibal burris from spider-man homecoming uh and then it's got a picture of dooku next to him he says i'm pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now but whatever (laughs) talking about captain america in the movie i'll take you all on 10 year old me in the theater let them fight (laughs) Is <laughs> that Optimus Prime? Yeah, from, oh, very nice combination of, of subjects from this movie. Let them fight. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, so you've got the popular uh, Magneto. I want to see the real. I said the real perfection. Um, so you've got. I want to see Yoda's. Oh, here. Let me turn this sideways so I can show it to you properly. Oh no! I just crashed the app. I think. No, I just closed Being out. Of too it. dank. Too dank. Uh, so he says, "I want to see." Uh, Yoda's best duel, and it's Dooku versus Yoda. I said the best duel. I know exactly which one this one is. I know which one this one is. Palpatine perfection, (laughs) and it's Yoda fighting with R two D two over the the C three the flashlight. Yeah, that just that sequence I think is a great example of why puppets are so good because like real Yoda interacting with real (laughs) (laughs) with real. Uh, R2-D2 and just hitting him with the cane <laughs> is just the best thing ever. Us in 80 years. <laughs> mine, mine. <laughs> Anyways, what do you got? The other Decepticons. What makes you think you're so much better than us? Soundwave and Shockwave. <laughs> we are intellectually superior in every way from uh, the monkeys from Madagascar. <laughs> with Soundwave Shockwave's head. Just they like, are the only two confident Decepticons. That is true. <laughs> Uh, this and carrying the entire <laughs> faction. <laughs> so this is uh, 
the Thor Ragnarok, you can't defeat me, I know, but he can meme, but it Padme saying, you can't defeat me, and it's all the different villains try to kill their, yeah, we know, but it can, and it's just the sadness. Big sad. It's just oh. sadness <laughs> from, from Inside, inside out. out. I was going to say the big sad, I've seen that one. Uh, so this is the meme where someone's like passing a note up to the kid in front of them, and uh-huh. the kid opens it, and he's mad. It's Mace Windu hold, passing a note to Anakin. And the next scene, the note says, your MasterCard has been declined. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> so someone has taken an image of Obi-Wan and Bail Organa and Yoda walking down the hallway of the Tanti floor. But Yoda has been stretched. Ooh. His head is the same, but his body is this is like looks like a human. He's the same height as everyone else. And he's got Mike Wazowski. Put that thing back where it came from, from or so help me. Uh is a screenshot from a ring doorbell camera. <laughs> it's just Shin Godzilla right up in the camera. Oh, that's good. That's so simple, but so effective. And it's second form, or it's like third form Shin Godzilla, where he's still red, uh-huh. but he's standing That's so good. I love it. You got any games on your phone? <laughs> uh, this is my last one. Um, it's I have three. Uh, ben Kenobi giving Luke his lightsaber for the first time, and Obi-Wan saying, an elegant weapon from a more civilized age, like 19 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got? Live Mecha Godzilla reaction. <laughs> this is your second meme that's just a close up of a robot's face. That's good. That's really funny. All right, I got three more. Or no, two more. When you break into a house, but they're watching Transformers. Uh huh. And the. the... <laughs> Robert's sitting on the yeah, chair inside just... the window with the couple just that's watching fun. with them. I like that one. The last one Arctic monkeys or something. Uh so it's uh godzilla in the snow that's kong gosh dang king kong in the snow arctic monkeys being the popular band that's funny i like that (laughs) (laughs) monkeys or something i don't listen to indie music (laughs) all right i sent you the memes Uh, i didn't so uh while you're sending those um, as always, thank you to Caleb Jacoby for our intro and outro music props. Oh, to we're Rachel. back to the normal music. Thank goodness. Uh, actually, no, we're not. Sorry. No! I, I'm just reading it. We're st- Look, I have asked Caleb. I know he doesn't listen to this, but I've asked him to make us a new theme. I'm waiting on hearing back from him. Until then, either we will go back to the old theme, but for the time being, we're still in Monster can, Wonderland. Can he, can he synth a Godzilla roar for us? <laughs> uh, and props to Rachel for our outro. Uh, sorry, not Thank our you. outro. Our artwork our art art artwork you're welcome um and also running our uh, account on the website formerly known as twitter Prophecy. now known as uh x as uh cameron what is his name who owns it now elon, Musk? elon musk's elon, playground <laughs> something elon like that. musty elon um, musk x uh props to cameron for running our facebook I want to like Silence. Sh- I, I get memes on Facebook and I want to share them from the Facebook page, but then I think, well, not that I can't share them on the podcast. Okay, now we're gonna guess which meme each of us made. Each of us made one meme this week in that group that we just this, shared. Did you make the back by unpopular demand? Is that your official guest? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Nicely done. <laughs> back by unpopular demand, me. I had to think. Who else is watching this show? 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're the only uh-huh, two people yeah, watching uh-huh, the show. Uh-huh. Apple looking at the analytics. I mean, they say one person. Oh, we got a second TV watching episode seven and eight. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. There are a lot in here that could be you. Oh, sorry. That was my water bottle. See, I don't think that the live Mechagodzilla one is you because that would have required you to have watched <laughs> King Kong versus <laughs> Godzilla again. <laughs> I'm going to guess Godzilla would. Is it this one? It's not. Oh, I'm so bad. How about this one? Nope. Uh, is it Meanwhile in Alderaan? No. Is it this one? No. Dang it. Wow. Uh, is it this one? No. Wow. Is it this one? Yeah. Dang it. <laughs> <sighs> so she made the, I'll take you all on, 10-year-old me in the theater. Let it's them fight. fight. <laughs> uh, I got nervous. Dang it. I got nervous when I started talking a little too much about Sarazawa. I thought I was going to give myself away. I was like, ooh, I got to tone it down. This is week 19. I am at an even 10 and 10. Rachel improves to 13 and 6. Very nice. Let me make sure um, I have the... So 13 and... So, so last week's would have been 12 and 6. Yeah, because okay. I have 20 total because I got two points that one week. Oh, I forgot to put in your two points. Oh, well, there you go. So I had you at 9 and 9. I apologize. I'll fix that. Um, so... That's the end of the show. Thank you for listening. Uh, and the end of this episode. We're not done. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, we will be back next in two weeks uh, or next week, whichever one we decide. Well, we only have one more episode uh, of the riveting. Of, of Monarch. And also, at some point, I will get the, the recap of year one edited. I'm working on it. Oh, yeah. It's coming. And it just takes a lot more time. I had to. Uh, no one wants to hear about how I'm making it. It's not that interesting. But it's taking a lot of work. I do. Um, and... Uh, give us something to read on the pod. Leave us a review or tweet, tweet or DM us memes Twitter. or opinions. Uh, this is Cameron and Rachel signing off saying Bill Randa got the RISDA. <laughs> Good, night. Good night, everyone. Good night.